Welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast, where every week we bring you new inspiration from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful Hudson Valley, making you an even better gardener. And now, here's your host, Marie Iannotti. Hello and welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast, the show that brings you gardening news and tips from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful valley region. I'm your host, Marie Iannotti. If there's one thing a gardener can count on, it's that there will be problems in the garden. Holes and spots and plants that disappear entirely. The options are endless, and this unfortunately is peak time in the gardening season for problems to make an appearance. Now you don't have to be a plant pathologist to ferret out the problem. You just have to observe with an impartial eye and ask the right questions. I can help with that. The first thing to do is determine if a problem really exists. Yes. Now for that, you'll need to know what the plant is supposed to look like. Because some plants just naturally yellow or naturally die back after flowering. There's no problem to be solved. So find a good source on the growing habits of the plant because we're going to need it again at step number five. But now let's go to step number two and try and determine when the problem started. Now this isn't always a good barometer because some plants like trees don't show symptoms until they're well into decline and there's nothing you can do about it at that point. But for general purposes, if we can determine when the problem started, it will help us determine what's causing it. So, when you took a walk through your garden last week, was the problem in the beginning stages when you checked? Or was the, were the plants just fine? Is this the first time you're noticing symptoms? Do you remember it happening in prior years? Now, if you have a garden journal or photos from recent years, check them out. They'll be really helpful. Now, did it start after some wonky weather, like lots of rain or no rain or just overcast day after day or scorching heat? So once you know kind of when the problem started, we'll move to step number three and we'll look for patterns of within the problem itself. Is it happening to just one plant? Is it happening to all of that type of plant? Are all of your petunias pouting at the same time? Now diseases usually spread through an entire clump of plants, but animals and insects, they're more random about what they attack. Is it happening to different types of plants or multiple kind of varieties of plants in your garden being affected? Because most diseases and even most insects focus on one type of plant at a time. So if it's multiple types of plants, the problem could be cultural or environmental. Is there anything significant about the area around the problem? Is it on the edge of the garden? Is it in the crowded middle of the garden? Is it in an area that's particularly damp or dry or shaded? Is it somewhere you haven't fertilized in a while? Okay, now we know kind of when and uh, when it, the problem happened and how it's uh, manifesting itself. We can start to ask very particular questions, narrow the questions down. Is the problem just on the leaves or does it extend onto the stems or the flowers, the buds, the fruits? Are there holes? If there are holes, are they uniform or jagged? Are on the leaf edges? Are they along the veins? Are they just random popping up different places? Try and determine if it looks like something's been chewing or sucking or piercing on your plant. Look for insects or eggs. That's a telltale giveaway sign. And don't forget the undersides of the leaves. Is there discoloring, like yellowing or browning or maybe even turning red? 
And is it just the older leaves that are affected or maybe just the newer leaves that are affected? If there are spots, are they just on the leaves or are they also on the stems? Again, are they regular or irregularly shaped? Are the plants wilting even though you've been watering? And remember, sometimes too much water can cause plants to wilt. Just can't win, can we? Is there any sign of disturbance to the roots? Have you been working in that area recently? Have you been digging? Did you spray something? Did you recently plant something nearby? Is it a runoff area from the driveway or the roof or even a walkway? And finally, is it near an air conditioner or a dryer vent or something along those lines? I think you get the idea about you, know, you have to just kind of look at the problem itself and try and zero in on what it's attacking and really focus in on what it looks like. Because we can go now to problem number five and start our research engines. Now that we've narrowed down the symptoms, it's time to look up that specific plant again and see what the common problems are. That's the best place to start. If you can find a source with pictures, do so because it will help a lot. If there are holes, pay attention to the insect problems. If there's discoloration, it could be a disease, it could easily be a nutrient problem or a cultural problem like soil deficiency, poor drainage, excessive salt, or maybe even an out of whack soil pH. Now, if the problem spans multiple types of plants, it could well be weather related or cultural. And it's especially helpful to know if the same problem occurs year after year. I mean, Japanese beetles, four-lane plant bugs, they do a lot of damage, but they're only around for a brief period. So treating them while the damage is done is pointless. But things like botrytis and cabbage moth damage can be averted if you take action before they take hold. If you know they're coming year after year, be prepared. Now this may seem like a lot to go through every time you spot a problem, and it probably is. The real point here is to get you thinking in a way that zeroes in on the symptoms. Having a general idea of whether the problem is an insect, a hungry animal, a disease, or simply the weather will keep you from reaching for the wrong solution and possibly killing your plant with unneeded kindness. Once you get in the habit of breaking the problem down into patterns, it becomes second nature. And you'll begin to notice patterns across years and you'll notice when to take proactive measures and when to let nature take its course. Of course, none of us have any problems in our perfect gardens, right? But just in case you need any of this info, maybe to help out a friend, you can find the full transcript on the website at www.gardeningthehudsonvalley.com. And once again, I thank you so much for listening today. I hope your gardens really are perfect and glowing and growing without any hint of a problem. And I hope you'll join me here again next week for more gardening tips from the most beautiful place on earth.